man. I, okay. There are so many things in life that come to an end that you've been hoping you're excited for them to come to an end. Mm. Like, just desperately waiting. Uh, I'm trying to think of witty examples right now. I'm trying to think of things that we're all like, uh, hmm. is it, you know, over. Like COVID? if they're like, COVID? for instance, if they're done. Yeah. Well, COVID. Yeah. See, that's not yeah, a joke though. Like COVID. everyone's literally. I mean, we're all excited for COVID to come to an end. Sure. I'm thinking more like if it turns out that they really are done with the Cars franchise, oh. then fantastic. <laughs> that's right. over. Right. Uh, the Fast and the Furious movies. Mm. Um. Right. You know. Our series with 007 has literally been a roller coaster. It's been, you know, we we started out sort of, uh, you know, on on some level track. Sure. Um going, okay, like here we go, we're getting into this. Um and then there was a little bit of a chain lift and we went right. up a little bit. Uh and um and then we, you know, then the exciting moment happened where you kind of you crest and and we headed over the top, mm. um, and but then something really strange happened. Something unpredicted happened, right? So typically on a roller coaster, uh, you've got the flat track, and then the chain lift takes you up, uh, and then however high up you went on the chain lift, that's how far you come back down. Sure. Uh, this roller coaster, they had like tunneled under the earth. They had done, because we only went up a little, little bit, but by God, did we plummet. Um, And just, like, kept going. Just just when you thought you reached the bottom, there was, like, a level below. There was, like, you know, yeah. But, listen, to, to complete the analogy, all of that downwards gravity... Mm hmm gave us the necessary momentum that we needed in order to come soaring out of that hole <laughs> and and just, you know, almost go, ah, uh, oxygen's getting a little thin up here. Should we, you know, is this roller coaster legal? It's so high. I'm uh, <laughs> a bird just shit on my head. I don't, like, what's... <laughs> I'm I'm so high I could have shit on a bird's head. Like, I was I, just what's, gonna say. You know, I was just gonna say, yeah. It's uh, you know. So, having said all that, uh, which was entirely unnecessary, uh, I'm a little sad. I'm a little. Hmm. I'm a little sad. I'm. A, it it feels strange. I'm feeling a little nostalgic. I'm feeling a little reminiscent. Um, this is the end. I mean, it's not the end. End, because no right. time to die might come out someday. <laughs> um, and then several years down the road when when we have our new Bond, uh, I can only assume oh, yeah. we'll review that. Like, we'll, we're going to keep reviewing these. And we'll, re, like, we'll review it when it's the new one, like that's not Daniel Craig, and then we'll review the 27 leading up to that one. So we'll do the whole series again. We'll do it again, yeah, and again and again. Um, and actually, you know what? I am thinking. I, this is something I've been thinking. I haven't. Here's a let's have a let's have a meeting about the podcast right now during the podcast. <laughs> um, we got to do an episode. I'm thinking between now and No Time to Die. We got to do sure. an episode that is just like so in conclusion, right? Like I'd love to take. I've got I've got a list of 26 Bond films here, mm-hmm. and I'd love to finally put these things 
like right now they're listed in order of release and there's a there's a yeah uh, a sure. ranking beside each one. Yep. I'd love to click the you know rearrange by numerical order. Mm. Uh, and and start you know okay worst Bond film of all time then this then this then this then this mm-hmm. um, and and give out you know and and compare our lists sure yeah I think that's an episode maybe I think or, that's something we gotta we gotta do we gotta you know okay in summary right here are the here's how your favorite Bond film ranks according to us here's a quintessential Bond film leading sure. up to No Time to Die so on and so forth sure yeah. Um, but anyways, this is it. This is it before, before no time to die. So it's going to be several months before we do another bond episode. Mm -hmm. And then after that, it's going to be several years before (laughs) we revisit bond. Yeah. Uh, you know, which is fun. It, you know, it's fun to talk about. It's, it's, it's fun to talk about the podcast in term of years to come. Sure. Um, you know, because it's no secret that we're we keep talking about it. We're looking at upgrading our gear. Um, yeah, in a in a significant way, in in a way that would indicate our interest in longevity. Um, you know, and I think the only reason is because we need to. We feel a duty now. We as long as they're going to be making Bond films, <laughs> we need to put our overrated opinions or underrated, depending on who you are. <laughs> we need to put our opinions on the internet. Sure. Oh, for so, sure. Uh, and I'm just how doing are you? S- are you emotional? Well, I'm I'm just doing a quick calculation here. Approximately, not too far from a quarter of our episodes, like about 23% of our episodes are James Bond films. So you could say they're pivotal to the overall status of this show. It's part of who we are. We are the movie James Bond men. We are, yeah. Or someone suggested at some point uh, the franchise men. <laughs> and you know what? I had a thought. I was like, you know, I was like, oh, at first I was like, oh, that's really laughable. Um, and then yeah, I thought about it a little yeah. bit more and I was like, oh, God, like, it's too bad. It's too late to, <laughs> or, or too bad. It, it's, it'd be such a hassle to rebrand. Rebrand, like, yeah. Oh, I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind just because I'm the completist, because I'm the guy that loves to grab a series and just work through it. I'm mm. like, oh, I, I, I wouldn't mind that at all. I wouldn't mind just grabbing, you know, to have two or three series going at a time and just keep working through sure. franchises. But, right. but yeah. you know, it is what it is. Uh, let's do this. Are you let's ready? get into it. Can we one, do it? One more time. Let's do it. One more time. One more time. For the, for the win, hopefully. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, we take the Bond films, yada, yada, yada. Eight categories. We rank them from zero to ten. We take all of those, we average them out. That gives us an overall score for the film. Not necessarily is it the best Bond film, but is it the most quintessential Bond film? The mm. the, the best rounded Bond film. Sure. Uh, if you're looking for the Bond experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so plot. Sure. I want to say right off the bat, I went into this, I wanted to love this film. Uh-oh. I and I'm feel not like saying I didn't. I, mean, I don't know. No, no, um, no. I'm not saying I didn't. Okay. I'm just saying, for context, sure. I went into this film really wanting this to be a, 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 my, a life-changing James Bond film. I wanted this to be... I wanted this to edge out all the others. Uh, I wanted this to be number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think... 
And for context, the newest life-changing James Bond, because I think Skyfall, the previous Skyfall film, was. was your number one. Yeah. Okay. And so, I, and so yep. I wanted this to, you know, I wanted this to springboard off of Skyfall for me. Sure. Um, and I think um, in some ways, I think my scoring will reflect that. Okay. Um, but it'll be something we have to talk about. Um, sure. You know, sure. how I do and how I do think it's reflected in that and how I don't think it's reflected mm. in that. Okay. Um, okay, so plot. Uh, let me pull up my, tell a joke while I pull up my, I'm so unprepared. Tell a joke. <laughs> um, well, mm, a joke. I can't think of a joke, but what I will say is this is the first film with... Spectre and Blofeld's first appearance since he was in Diamonds Are Forever in 1971. Okay, I'm he, sure that was going to be a really funny joke, but I, I have it. I'm ready. Oh, okay. No, 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 finish your thing. Yeah, uh, he was briefly in For Your Eyes Only, but they never actually showed his face because there were some contractual issues. So the last time we saw Blofeld was in Diamonds Are Forever in 1971. So that's a long time to go mm. without Spectre's head honcho and Spectre, considering it was such a fundamental part of the series in the early days. Leading up to it, yeah. yeah. Okay, so plot. Okay. Uh, I give plot a seven. Okay. Now, mm. uh, uh, you know... I think, I think compared to Skyfall, mm-hmm. uh, this film is is as one of our listeners pointed out is is pretty boring. Sure, uh, you know I. If it weren't for as you said, if it weren't for the return of Spectre, mm-hmm. um, and it 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 being about you know really getting to the bottom of who this organization is and figuring all this stuff out, I think it would I think it would have ranked much lower. Um, yeah, it just it, it didn't. There's just there was never really a lot going on, right? Um, and there was never really a feeling of great peril. Mm. Um. You know, at, at this point, we should probably just completely give up on on having a a a publicly well known location for our MI six building because security <laughs> right. there is is that building's well, I mean, it's gone now, but it, mm-hmm. like, my God, who you know? <laughs> and I don't even understand because we had that new underground layer, yeah, uh, in Sky. What happened to that? Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, yeah, so there were some things about it that made me excited. Sure. There were, there were things that I kept payoffs that I kept waiting for mm. things that I really wanted to see happen. Um, because of what the premise was, because of what the setup was sure. and they just never really happened mm. uh, or it never, I never got a payoff that felt satisfying. Hmm. Um, That's disappointing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So overall, a seven. So still, I mean, not a shit score. No, no, no. Um, but definitely definitely a downgrade from yeah. Skyfall. Yeah. No, that's that's fair. I gave it an eight. So pretty close to where you were. You know, I generally found it entertaining. I did think it was interesting Sam Mendes got a head start for 1917 because there was that 
opening continuous shot sequence, which is pretty cool. Um, pretty entertaining. Yeah. Um, I feel like we've had this before, but it, it didn't hurt it for me. We have Bond is off the case again. Um, and the double O branch is at risk of being shut down. Um, I, I did think it was kind of, I don't know, comical, not comical, but just kind of weird how M like left a video for Bond and, you know, as it should be, it wasn't like, I love you, James, have a good life, you know, smell the flowers once in a while. It was like, James Bond, if you're watching this, I'm dead. Kill this random SOB that you've never heard of, will you? And he did. Uh, and see, and I really liked that. Like that's that's <laughs> what brought it up for me. I was like, sure. oh god, there's like a mystery here. There's like, oh yeah, there's a message from beyond the grave. This is all very espionage. <laughs> it's all very, you know, right. confidential. Bond, Bond, and now Money Penny are the only two that know about it. Sure. And then it just it was. Eh. Yeah. So the only two things that I I actually do want to talk about that I reserved kept it from getting a higher score. The one is, why is there an additional film? Like, why is No Time to Die coming out? Because all the storylines kind of completely kind of get kind of seamlessly resolved at the end of this film. So everything that kind of started in Casino that kind of branched out and then kind of, it seems like it's resolved and he drives away with the girl in the car at the end. And I want Daniel Craig back. I like Daniel Craig, but it, it does just seemed like a like if they had just ended Spectre and said we're moving on and having someone new I would have been like yeah that that makes sense like it seems like a clean cut so I am just curious yeah if like well if this extra film will just feel like a random add-on well I think um I've been thinking about that actually mm. and yeah. there's this thing in movies um and 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 filmmaking overall called uh uh money and sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it causes creative decisions that are less than spectacular. True. Um, I.e. cats. True. Um, yep. Nine. Oh. Currently nine and what will be 11 Fast and the Furious films. You know, it's just, it's, it's, it's hard uh, yeah. to, I think it's True. hard to wake up in the morning and say, Today is the day that I'm going to stop printing money. <laughs> right. Because uh, yeah, that's, that's essentially what they're doing. It's that's just fair. printing yep. money. Yep. The only other thing that I thought w- kept me from ha- having a higher score was I do feel the Mr. Silva connection to Spectre was a bit of a stretch. I, I felt like it was like, hey, how do we connect? Like Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, you could easily tie to Quantum. But we have nothing really to connect Skyfall. How can we... Oh, let's just say Silva was a, a, an agent of Spectre, and that'll kind of tie things here. That that one felt a little forced to me. Not not to the point that I gave it a bad score, but just to a point where I was like, okay, I'm not blown away by this. It just gets an eight. If it had made more sense, then I would have got higher. But yeah, eight yeah, out of ten. Yeah, that didn't irk me. To, me. to me, that was the same as like, you know, in in spoiler for for the rise of Skywalker. Um, <laughs> but to me, that was that was the same as finding out that Snoke was just Palpatine's puppet. Sure. Right. Yeah. It, it 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 reeked of the same whatever to me, which didn't bother me. I was like, I, sure. it just it it played to the menacing factor of Blofeld, but yeah, that's fair. Uh, next category: portrayal of Bond. 
I gave it a 10. It still gets a 10. <laughs> Daniel Craig um, is phenomenal. He has way more dimension than any other Bond that we've had. Um, he's getting a little older, so he's he'll soon have way more dementia than any other Bond as oh, well. Oh, um, oh! But that's that's irrelevant. Um, you know, he, he he's just he's rough around the edges. He's grizzled. He isn't perfect. He he he, you know, cocks it up a bunch, as mm. as Mallory would say, <laughs> cock it up. Um, you know what? And it's it's he's just. I don't know. He's he's just he's so good. It's the first time, with the exception in the past of like the odd reference to, uh, and just in case you forgot, we did marry Bond off at one point and then killed her. Um, <laughs> it it's really the only Daniel Craig's Bond is the only example that we have of a Bond that continues to the character continues to grow and be built on events from previous films. Mm. Um, he becomes a little more emotionally damaged. He becomes a little better at his job. He becomes a little worse at his job. He becomes, um, you know, a, a little more sentimental about things. He, all of these different factors, um, whereas in the past it was just like, okay, let's take the same carbon copy character and drop him into a different plot. Sure. Um, you, know, the, you know, it was like Sherlock Holmes. Each mm. each James Bond movie was like a right. Sherlock Holmes novel. Well, yeah. we'll just take a different character, we'll plop it in. And there's mm. not really a strong indication of like, wow, did this one come before or after? Well, no, it's just kind of an episode at, out of time. Mm. It doesn't right. really, it doesn't yeah. really matter when it happens. Um, whereas this, it very much does. It's very you know Bond, just like mm -hmm. the plot of these films. Mm -hmm. Bond's progression is very linear. Um, yeah, yeah. And 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 you know I. Daniel Craig, man, you could you could bounce a quarter off of anyways, he's he's just he's <laughs> through and through he's my James Bond. Um you know. And I'm mm. now the proud I've sent you this. Uh, when mm. we put it up on our Instagram page, which oh, is yeah. linked below. Um I now have a Daniel Craig James Bond and a Dame Judy Dench M vinyl like the Funko Pop figures nice uh, up on my shelf that's pretty cool which that if anyone's cool. wondering to get what to get me for christmas you can't <laughs> there's literally unless it's from a series or something that i haven't seen and i don't get the reference mm -hmm. you can't go wrong with a pop figure that's that's, <laughs> that's awesome I, i'm they're like my kryptonite i love those things mm -hmm. portrayal yeah, of so bond bond gets a 10 yeah I gave it a nine. I wasn't too far off. I, you know, Casino Royale still is the 10 out of 10 for Portrayal of Bond, but this one was pretty close. You know, uh, I'll mirror a lot of the things you said, but, you know, we saw some more emotional spectrum with him, not as much as Casino, but with uh, Mr. White's daughter, like there were times he holds her hand when she was scared. They have somewhat of a sincere conversation on a train, kind of similar to the Vesper conversation. I got some reminiscent vibes from that. Um, but you know, he seems to care for her well-being. to, you know, for, for a James Bond, that's kind of, uh, kind of remarkable, you know, and I, I did think this while watching Spectre, there, there was just some scenes where I was like, wow, like to consider the film series has been around for over 50 years. What an accomplishment for Daniel Craig, who in my mind 
and sounds from your mind as well, is the quintessential James Bond. That is such an accomplishment, right? That is so, that's very, very cool to, uh, to not just join a film series and, you know, stay afloat to be respectable, to have people say, yeah, he's, you know, he's not bad. He's no insert blank, but he's not bad, but he literally has spearheaded kind of a revival of the series and it's, it's an accomplishment. And, um, you know, he, he's kind of expanded his career, so it might not be um, the only thing he's known for, but definitely one of the main things I think Daniel Craig will be remembered for is this. So, oh, yeah, yeah. N- nine like, out of ten. You know, to, to show up and not only, you know, appropriately succeed your, your predecessors, but to set the new standard. Yes, yes. That's huge. Big. And... and, and more than any actor going into that role could reasonably expect or hope mm-hmm. for. Oh, yeah. Uh, for sure. So, villain. Uh, this will come as no surprise. Uh, I, I actually have no way. No, I, I'm being sincere. I have no idea where. So, I will be surprised one way or the other. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I also gave this a 10. Oh, I have been. What? I have been pining for Blofeld. Sure. I have been I have been singing his praises for over thirty years worth of film. Yeah. <laughs> um, 30, almost close to forty, like forty years of film. Um yeah. Yeah. Uh and and you know uh, he didn't disappoint. Sure. He's he's menacing. The you know, everything from like he doesn't even he doesn't even talk to people who aren't worthy. Like he'll mm. he, he or he doesn't do anything that he doesn't need to. Like he'll gesture he'll gesture one of his henchmen over so that they can move the microphone a couple inches closer to him. <laughs> um, the fact that he's in this meeting, this room, and he knows Bond is in there, but he won't he doesn't reveal that right away. Mm-hmm. And then he spends the first 120 seconds talking to Bond without making eye contact, right? So, and, and that was so menacing because it was like, you know, Bond's like, oh, oh shit, he knows I'm in here somewhere. <laughs> uh, and then with a turn of his face and direct eye contact, all of a sudden it's not, it's not just, oh, he knows I'm in here. It's, he knows right, like, he's he's got me. Hmm. Right? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I've walked right into a trap. Um, so that was amazing. And just, you know, his overall fearlessness, um, the horrific menacingness of like, I'm going to drill into your brain, Bond. Yeah, that's kind of messed up. Um, and, and then, you know, the, the icing on the cake for me was the fact that he ends up deformed. I was like, yep. I don't know what it is about me and a deformed Bond villain, but like it's, it's, which is why, you know, the fact that Rami Malek's characters got his face all messed up. I'm like, oh yeah. And he wears a mask all the time. Sign me up. I'm on board hundred <laughs> percent ready to go. Right. Um, but yeah, you know what? The, the, the fact that his eye ends up messed up and he's got a big scar through his eye, mm. um, 
which is reminiscent of one of the iterations that we've had of Blofeld in the past. I'm not 100% sure which movie that would be from. Right. It is the the iteration that Dr. Evil is kind of based on from, oh, yeah. from the Austin Power films, right? The mm-hmm. sort of bald, stroking the cat thing. Yeah. It was the only thing this Blofeld was missing a cat, which, I mean, I guess... I guess maybe that would have been a little tacky. There was a cat, the cat there. in there. Maybe they... there was a cat. Yeah. Okay. There was a cat, but it, but not in that iconic like on his lap stroking. Sure. It. Sure. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Mister Bigglesworth, what do you think we should do? <laughs> you know, like right. It, you know, but um, but we're so happy to have him back. I sure. mean, he is. He is the, the he's the Joker to James Bond's Batman. Mm-hmm. He is the the Doctor Claw to Inspector Gadget to James Bond's Inspector Gadget. He is is to me in my mind he is the quintessential arch nemesis of Bond. And so the fact that we've gone so long without him is a is a damn friggin you know it's yeah. sacrilege. Is sure. what it is. Yeah. Yeah. But so glad to have him back. Gave him a 10. I thought, you know, Christoph did an incredible, like, it's just, he's a menacing guy to begin with. Um, has got a great accent for it. Has got just, just everything, everything about him. I was, I was hooked. I was very happy with. Hmm. Okay. No, that's fair. I gave it a bit of a different score. I oh, gave you son it of a, gun. a three out of ten. Wow! No, like, I'm t- totally kidding. I gave it a ten as well. Uh, oh my I, god! I, <laughs> right? Listen, I love, absolutely adore Christoph Waltz. So obviously that plays a key role in my scoring. So it's a little bias, but yeah, I, I'm mirroring a lot of what you just said. So. I found he's a perfect balance in both personality and skill to James Bond. And it was reminiscent of what we saw and we haven't seen since with Christopher Lee in A Man with a Golden Gun. You had these two kind of similar characters in that they had similar, some similar traits, some similarities, but they were on the opposite end of the the spectrum. You know, one was evil or more sinister one was you know james bond is quote unquote good you know has his flaws but for the the most part he's doing things for the greater good so there was um i feel like it was that dynamic but just to the next level because it's in modern cinema it's it's brought to better life and it's christoph waltz um and listen i i have to say this because i ripped on silva's uh, mouse tail or whatever you want to call it about mice eating each other and all that crap. Blofeld's meteorite monologue and kind of the give and take that Bond gave about like, you know, uh, Blofeld saying, you know, this meteorite can't be stopped and Bond's like, well, this one did, you know, kind of the give and take and just whole how menacing it was and how mysterious he was in that whole monologue to me just blew the blew it out of the park compared to Silva's kind of monologue so i loved everything about blofeld loved everything christoph waltz brought to this and you know blofeld's cat uh, you know i actually kind of liked that it was just around not necessarily on his lap because it was a uh, it was a touch of the past but still a, kind of a new take on it so 10 sure. out of 10 i agree with you in yeah. score wonderful okay yeah uh gadgets sure i gave this an eight 
Mm-hmm. Uh, which is mm-hmm. a little bit of a step up mm-hmm. again from you know creeping forward a little bit. Uh, we have a car. We have a car. We do. Um, one that, that was meant for him, that, yes. and then that's no longer the case. But <laughs> but I'll leave you a bottle of bubbly and take the sure. car anyways. Yeah. Um, one poor, that poor double oh nine. Yeah. Yeah. Poor poor double oh nine. Um, poor yeah poor Sean Bean. Uh, <laughs> I forget was he double oh nine? Was he? Sh- I thought he was double oh nine. He might have been. I honestly forget. Or 006. It was six or nine. Yeah. Hmm. It was some sort of divisible by three <laughs> double O agent. It was some type of number that could be inverted and had, you know, it was a different number. Yes. Yeah. What? It um, needed, it needed so, a line underneath it. Yes. Uh, a car that, you know, hopefully before given to 009 was going to be adequately supplied with ammunition. <laughs> um, a car that's got some weird, like, you know, disco gadgets and stuff. Oh, that, yeah, yeah. That the car didn't necessarily need, but wicked awesome flamethrower out the back. Mm-hmm. Um, like, a na- like almost like a napalm thing, because it left, like, yeah. burning, it left fuel on... On uh, on the car of Dave Batista, right? Who, you know, let's let's not leave that out. Drax the Destroyer is in this film, um, <laughs> you know, and so so that was really cool. Um, we have a watch, not a laser watch, but a pretty cool watch, sure, an explosive watch. Yep, um, it's sort of a fun the way that that's given to Bond in this kind of you know, uh, Bond says. What does the watch do? And Q says, "Tells the time." <laughs> uh, but I, but but if um, if you know what I mean, I do find that the alarm is rather loud, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like these fun little and yep. Bond's like, "I think I know what you mean." And I'm like, "In this, <laughs> which is funny in it, but I'm thinking to myself in this situation, uh, I w- if it were me, I would have clarified. I would have just been like, hey." <laughs> I'm pretty sure I know what you mean. But just but, to be sure. Because when he said that, I was thinking to myself, oh, it's going to emit a sound that's so horrific that it gives him an opportunity to like, right? you know, while the other guy's eardrums are bursting, <laughs> um, it's going to give yeah. him an opportunity to escape. And it turns yeah. out it was just explosive. But as yeah. cool, whatever. Sure. Um, we've got the like nano tracker blood stuff. Right, hmm. the the yep. the subdermal implant thing, which um, I mean, so which was quite similar to in concept and to some degree what we saw in Casino Royale, but it was just a newer version, I it, guess. A newer, a far more advanced version. Sure. I would say. Yeah. Um, and that's really like there's not a lot else in this film, um, as far as gadgets, mm. but. What we did, but but those things I thought were 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 executed so well sure. uh, that I still gave it I still gave it an eight. I was very happy with it. Cool. I I also gave it an eight. Um, nice. You know, there wasn't a whole lot, like you said, as far as like it's not the longest list we've ever had. But the torture chair was of interest. It was a little convenient how it automatically released Bond during the explosion, like. 
I, I, I'm sure there's other security features on different devices that don't automatically release, but uh, the smart blood was interesting. The more I'm thinking about it, like the the device that was in Casino Royale was kind of like the flip phone version, and this was called smart blood. So it's kind of interesting. Just the uh, the the technology has has been updated a little bit, but yeah. obviously the bread and butter where this score gets most of its weight from the amazing three million pound Aston Martin, where it just starts purring and you hear it, and we we were almost teased. Like I I forgot. I I forgot if he actually got the car or not. And so we're teased. We're said, oh, there's 009's car and you get not that. And I was like, oh, no. And then you just see him ripping down the highway a moment later and you're like, yes, yes. Yes. Because I, right. I was watching it. I was thinking, oh, seriously? They're going to show me the car and not put mm, him in it? Yeah. Oh, beautiful, beautiful car. Eight out of 10. Eight out of 10. Cool. Uh, fights in action. Last time I gave this a 10. Uh, this time I gave it a 9. I think okay. it's a, a little bit of a step down. Um, yeah. I don't think there's as much going on. Sure. Um, but I think the stuff that is there is still great. Like, oh, I yeah. think they're just continuing to hone the action um, and not, you know, and and... There was less of it this time, but I think that was okay because it kind of left me hungry. Um, sure. You know, because we've we've seen some a particular I would say particularly the Pierce Brosnan era, maybe got a little action fatigued after a while. You're just like, mm. yeah, this is really impressive, but there's just so much. Go- like, do we? Is there any motivation, or are we just groin punching each other now? Like, what's <laughs> Like, are we just fighting for the sake of fighting? Time out. Go to your room. <laughs> Whereas this, you know, any action that is there makes sense. There's motivation sure. behind it. We've yeah. got car chases. We've got <laughs> fist fights. We've got, um, you know, even just guys being thrown. Like the guy that gets thrown from the balcony in the meeting and lands on the boardroom table. Like just stuff yeah. like that. Everything's so so punchy and well mm. done and doesn't use uh, you know props to the Daniel Craig James Bond films because these films haven't used shaky cam um which is a, a, yes. a cheap trick that action oh. films use when they oh. do film that's or they they do action sequences that aren't that well choreographed um no. and then they just hand the camera to a guy that's hopped up on <laughs> caffeine and what you end up with is this horrific kind of like jittery should we get this guy in ambulance kind of footage <laughs> um so but no i yeah, so i gave it a i gave it a 9 a little bit down from skyfall uh because i don't think anything could beat that the the shootout at the house with the helicopter sure. and the yeah. house exploding and yeah, all that shit yeah. but it's it still it was really good very satisfying this is kind of creepy. I also gave it a nine. Um, the Aston Martin. We're returning to our James Bond. Yeah. Room. There was like a couple films at the Thur- beginning where it was like. Eerie. Except for one or two exceptions, we were spot on. Like exactly the same. So yeah, the Aston Mar- Martin ca- chase scene is so much fun to watch. Loved it. Um, you know, again, I've we've commented on this throughout the whole the whole series. Again, we're at the the golden days. These are gold, the golden years of action and, and fights. You know, everything in these action sequences just build to such an overall intensity. You've got the music. You've got the cinematic ability. There were some 
chase sequences. And I'm thinking of like the mountain clinic uh, plane chase where there was like the music was like drums beating and it was just intense and I was just into it. So, so much better than, uh, you know, the first 10 to 15 films just because of the age of and the age representation of where things were cinematically. So, so much fun to watch. Um, I've noted that Clinic in the Mountains did remind me a lot of that clinic in Her Majesty's Secret Service. So, to me, I got a bit of a throwback, that, throwback there. I'm not sure if anyone else got that. I also George liked some... Lazenby. Oh, yeah. I liked some of the comedic touches as well that were used and sprinkled in in some of these action sequences. So I loved when he's in the Aston Martin and hits the atmosphere button and New York, New York starts playing. Or when there's the driver who's slowly um, kind of in front of James Bond and kind of blocking his way. And he clunks into like a a meter on the side of the road and he's like, ooh. And then like a minute later, the airbag blows. And it's just like little things that weren't overdone. So they didn't slow things down. They just added a bit of a chuckle here and there to lighten things up. So eight out of 10. Eight. Cool. Uh, Bond girl. Yes. I gave gave this a seven. Uh, not, Not the most memorable Bond girl. Um, good personality, a little sure. bit irritating. Which one? Um, and which one are you referring to? Which, like, you're referring I'm, to? I'm, I, I'm thinking of White's daughter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why it scored so high because what an interesting dynamic that, um, we have this person who's got a bunch of inside information. Uh, what an interesting dynamic that that our Bond girl is the daughter of. Yeah. Of a villain. Yes. Um, so that was a lot of fun. It just, you know, overall, I thought there was the odd time where there was a couple moments where, you know, we've been with you for for five hours at this point, And now is when you say, oh, I know. I know what the organization's called. Why didn't you ask? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it. Uh, you know, as, yeah. so there was a couple of things where it was like, okay, if you're going to be useful, be useful. <laughs> if you're not going to be useful, wait in the car. Like, Right. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, but overall fun dynamic. So, you know, still no Vesper Lind. Um, no, 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 you know, no. Uh, and no Honey Rider. Nope. But, but, but still a seven. Very, you know, could have been much. We, we've had far worse sure yeah i this is kind of getting weird i I guess it's kind of good it's kind of it's kind of interesting that we're ending by return here or closing by return we're hitting it back to our roots i also gave it a seven wow we we will we will differentiate (laughs) we will differ on the last category of bond song i i I guarantee you that all right I also gave it a zero. Um, Bond Girl (laughs) (laughs) was a seven. I counted both Bellucci and Mr. White's daughter. Bellucci, you know, she didn't hurt it, but I didn't think she really helped the whole scoring. It just felt weird having this intimate scene between Bond and her. And it kind of reminded me of kind of the, like the yesteryears of Bond where the romantic sequences didn't make sense. Because we're looking, there's no reason for them to actually have a relationship. They're literally strangers who not only met at a funeral, they met at her husband's funeral. 
and their pillow talk isn't in line with a normal relationship. They're like kissing and talking about their deceased husband and like he's asking about details of Spectre. So it just reminded me of those, I guess we could say Sean Connery, um, Roger Moore, especially Pierce Brosnan days where like the, the overall chemistry of the romantic situation just didn't make sense. And it just, it just really didn't fit so, so yeah so so weird that it's like yeah uh, you're the one that killed my husband aren't you yes i killed your husband oh god take me now bond yeah like, it's like what ooh, like this isn't what, what normal human beings would say so um but uh, that was only part of the score the other part was mr white's daughter i for the most part enjoyed it i mean again no honey rider no vesper it was interesting that we delved more into this ongoing kind of peeling back of the layers. Like, you know, we all know James Bond's uh, history and we see him find like the tape of Vesper Lynn's interrogation. But we see her with some layers layers peeled back and we, we know that she's kind of upset with Bond about everything that's going on and also some unresolved issues between her and her father. So there there were more complex things going on, which was good. Um, it was more resembling of actual human beings and actual human being stories. And, um, yeah, it culminated to obviously them on the train, having a sincere conversation, which I was a fan for. And the film concludes with them driving off. So yeah, overall seven out of 10. Decent. Cool. Uh, supporting characters. Mm -hmm. Uh, I gave this an eight, um, which, which is down from a 10. It um, is from sky. Wait, let me do the math here. And carrying the one, yeah, it is, yeah. It's yeah, almost almost twenty percent. <laughs> um, you know, and and honestly, I know what you're going to see, like any demerits that this f- yeah. film <laughs> receives from you in this category. I know yeah. partially uh, yeah. why it will be, and for me, it's for me, it's not an issue. I okay. I didn't miss Felix again. Sure. I was like, yeah, ah, you know what? The last yeah. time we saw Felix, he kind of yeah. pissed me off a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Sure. I don't really care. Sorry, um, <laughs> that's okay. Q is fantastic. Like this is this is probably my favorite interaction with Q of all time, and it's so mm. it's so fun to me that it is a it is a reminiscent but distinctively different dynamic between this Bond and Q, and and the Bond Q relationships we've had in the past. Yes. Um, yeah. This th- this bond is quite literally a thorn in Q's side, <laughs> uh, but they kind of get each other. It, but it's but it's kind of playful at the same mm-hmm. time. Yep. Um, you know, I think there's a there's a moment in this movie where Q says, "I really hate that man. <laughs> I hate Bond so <laughs> yeah, much. Yeah, it's ruining yeah, yeah. my life. Um, almost you know puts his job in jeopardy. Does all these things." Um, but just fun, fun having, it was fun that we had a cue that was willing to bend and break the rules for the greater good instead of being this starchy old bureaucrat, um, <laughs> you know, so that's fun. Um, this kind of, you know, uh, oh, Bond, I forgot to mention um, to you that the the smart blood technology is uh, a little, it's, it's sort of, you know, just coming out of the prototype stages. And so it's quite possible that we will have a loss of signal periodically for the first 24, uh, uh, 48 hours. Um, and then after that, it should work perfectly fine. Then it was just this like, yeah. you know, okay, I'll agree to give you 24 hours and bond kind of like 
pushes it. Gives him the eyes, you know, and he says, oh, 48? 48 hours. Um, yeah. That was a lot of fun. Uh, sure. <laughs> you know what? Money Penny's great. This is the first, I'm like, oh, good Lord. Money Penny got invited over to Bond's apartment. Yeah. Um, that's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's crossing milestones that we have not crossed before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, here's the thing. This is why the film got demerits for me. Okay. And, and perhaps it deserved more demerit. Um, I was really excited at the end of Skyfall. You were. Because yep. we, we had this amazing setup of like, okay, Mallory is M and we have a money penny and there's the office and there's the like, oh, oh my God, here we go. Uh. And then we didn't see that office or... Well, no, we did. We saw the we office. We did, briefly. Um, briefly. And so that was okay. Uh, but what I'm realizing is that I I wasn't excited for... The, like, I'm like, oh, cool, here's the... Di-. I think I was just excited for the dynamic, the nostalgic... Mm. Uh, nostalgia of the th- whole thing. Because I'm like, okay, the dynamic of, 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 you know, this M and Bond is back... And then upon watching this film, I'm like, oh, but that wasn't, wasn't that great of a dynamic. Hmm. Um, I just, I just don't care for Mallory as him. And, oh, and I was so, you know, because M, M and Bond, Mallory, the male M and Bond have kind of a, um, yeah, Bond, you're out of line. Bond, you're a pain in the ass. Bond, stop it. <laughs> do this. Stop. Do stop being, you know, insubordinate, or mm-hmm. I will, you know, you're gonna cost us a lot. You know, whatever. It's just like a. He's just constantly there to like reprimand Bond. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was something so beautiful. About Judy Dench's M and Bond. Sure. Yeah, that's yeah. And I don't think it's I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that by the end of Skyfall, they had love for each other. They weren't in love with each other, but they, no, they no. cared about each other. Yes. I, Bond breaks down and cries when M dies. Hmm. Um and there was just such a a, a great working relationship of trust. And and poking at each other a little bit, right? Like when Bond is doing the word association thing, and the guy says M, and Bond responds bitch, <laughs> yeah. um, which is like the best. I burst out laughing. I thought it was <laughs> such a funny line. It was, um, especially because of Judy Dench's like facial response when she's just like, Ugh. <laughs> um, "Grow up, 007. Yeah, you know what? I was, I was. I wanted because of the end of Skyfall, I wanted to come into this thing and and walk out of it going, yes. Like you you put the baseball on the tee and I hit mm. it off perfectly. Yep. Uh when in reality I feel like the the ball was put on the tee and then they accidentally <laughs> hit the tee instead oh, and it flopped ouch. around and the ball just kinda hit the ground and ah, T ball. Um mm-hmm. you know, it just wasn't I just didn't care for him very okay. much. Yeah. So I get, but it's still an eight. I still that's solid. Like, yeah. 
it's still a really good score. Uh, and I'm saying it's probably, a, you know, I wanted the film to do well, so I maybe scored it higher than I should have. Sure. Um, but, yeah. but an eight. Yeah, that's fair. You know, I, <laughs> I did give it a nine out of ten. And I wow. did demi- I Despite did sub- no Felix. <laughs> I did subtract the one point for the reason you you suggested because Felix only got a mention and he wasn't actually in the film. Something I I literally did forget. For some reason I thought he came back in this film. So it was really Casino Royale was his one shining moment and then after that the he yeah, either wasn't there or it was not much to write home about. So yeah, I'm, he's kind of a douchebag in Quantum of Solace. He's then, not a... He is not, but he's just not... He's not as cool as he was in Casino Royale. So, yeah. I mean, I think he's still better than he was in the previous 22 films or 20 or wherever that... You know, when he wasn't really that much of a recurring character. But uh, I, I was sad. I, I was hoping he would have returned in this film. For some reason, I thought he did. Uh, I love Q. I love how Q... Uh, more in Skyfall this was the case as well but in this he is just a recurring periodic on location character it's not just the queue of yesteryear where he shows up for literally two minutes and then is gone so I I do love that I love how he's kind of integral to the plot and James Bond's success that's fun M is great I love Ralph Fiennes I'll I'll agree there there is a definitely a different dynamic than there was with Judy Gench um, and I think it's just different. It's kind of like when you have one parent and then you ha- replace it with a step parent or, you know, vice versa. It's not that one is better than the other. It's just different. Um, money penny is great. I, I think it was a fun dynamic when bond kind of seemed like he was a bit jealous or at least a little curious when she had a friend over and he's like, who, who's that? Who's that? Um, Mr. White, a little was bit of jealousy. Pill- yeah. Mr. White is back as the Pale King. Andrew Scott is in this as C. I'm counting him as a supporting character. Whether it's this or when he plays Moriarty and Sherlock, I feel like Andrew Scott is so effective at making a viewer hate the character that he plays. Like, it's a gift. Like, this or Sherlock, you just despise the villain or the villainous person he's playing. Um, he's, in this he's, case, he's basically, he's basically the British Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except I'm assuming the difference between them is Andrew Scott puts on an act, Billy Bob Thornton, they just throw on a GoPro on someone and they just let him go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, the one thing. Any direction? No, no. Just read the lines. Just, it's fine. Just. <laughs> the one thing I do want to mention and uh, I mentioned this in Casino Royale when there was a couple locations I, I had visited. Q, there's a scene maybe like three quarters of the way through the film where Q and Money Penny go find M and he's sitting in a restaurant. And I've actually been to this restaurant in London. It's a really cool restaurant. I have to say this. It's called Rules Restaurant. And it was, it was established in 1798. It's the oldest restaurant in London. And uh, it was one of the... It was a very interesting dining experience there. I, it was It's the type of place where they don't let you, like, pull out a cell phone. Like, I wanted to take a picture because it's such a unique place. Like, it looks like it hasn't aged in 300 years. Like, it hasn't changed, that is. Like, it's just, like, floor-to-ceiling pictures of 
hunting lodges and pictures of game and like all these old paintings and you, you it's it's very prim and proper i wouldn't say it's fancy like it's not like a michelin star restaurant where you go and you pay a thousand dollars for like a slice of crap on a plate with some drizzle all over it it was just very unique and it felt like an old traditional british restaurant and it was it it felt like walking into into history and it, it's very cool i had to give uh, it a couple seconds of airtime because I have been there. I did not know it was from James Bond film, so it was just kind of a coincidental. I was there. It was in a Bond film, but um, very cool. I remember I watched this. That like I've only seen this film maybe two or three times, and when I saw kind of M sitting at the table, I was like, "That looks really familiar," and it was. That's exciting. I I that was going to be my question. Did you seek this place out? because mm. of bond or did you seek it out because it's the oldest restaurant it was just because it was the oldest restaurant and it was in a neighborhood Expensive? that we were checking other stuff out so it was like oh yeah let's hit this up and it wasn't like hey mortgage your house to go to this really stupid expensive restaurant like it was still reasonable right okay cool yeah mm-hmm. um bond song the this last i'm category. intrigued I'm intrigued because you kind of left a little bit of a teaser that I'm uh, I'm I'm thinking it's going to get a low score, but we'll see or high. Uh, I gave this for the first time ever for a Bond song and sequence. Okay. And the return and this you know what this doesn't even factor into it, but but it can the return of the gun barrel sequence to the beginning of the film where it belongs. Yeah. What a joyous because moment that was. There's been a few things that you've. You've been consistent. You you are a rock solid uh, as far as you haven't changed. You you want your gun barrel sequence at the beginning. You you want uh, Spectre and Blofeld. You want the kids to turn down their rock music. You have stayed upon your morals and you will not change. Well, yeah, you know what? For me, it's the same thing as like, you know, so take the episodic Star Wars films. Sure. And then take the spin-offs, which are uh, Rogue One, yep, Solo, and yep. then the upcoming Rogue Squadron mm. by Patty yes. Jenkins. Mm-hmm. Um, the episodic films have all had an opening crawl, right? Which yep. Lucasfilm has gone on record and saying, "Well, that's a that's a Skywalker saga thing. The other films don't get those. I don't, mm. I don't <laughs> care what it is." Right. The vid- the video game, the Star Wars video games all have opening crawls. Well, yeah. I don't true. care what it is. If if it's a Star Wars movie, give me mm-hmm. an opening crawl. Stay true well, to yeah. form. Sure. And so, you know, so I'm the same way, right? If you're going to give me a Bond song sequence, have some unnecessary naked women dancing around in it. <laughs> if you're if you're going to start a Bond film off, have the white circles come across the screen, hit the sure. other end of the screen, and then come back as a larger circle with James Bond yep. walking in it, shoots yep. the screen, the blood comes down, right? It's just, yep. it's, it's, don't change it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gave this a 10. Um, what? Yeah, you, I, this, you've the ne- sequence was you fantastic. Have you, sorry, have you given a 10 before? No. I thought no, you- not to, not to oh. Bond song. Oh. Um, oh. Uh, the sequence was amazing. 
and huh. felt like a sort of a strange, you know, like it, it, it's the octopus is there obviously because of like the, the specter logo and stuff, but then also it's sure. so reminiscent of octopusy in a lot of ways. Mm. Um, just a, yeah. a, an amazingly well, like fun, captivating, great to watch sequence. Yep. Yeah. Um, a song sure. that, a song that although I wouldn't necessarily say is 100% um, a true Bond style song, gave me chills listening to it and just felt appropriate. It just it just fit really well. Um, and uh, ultimately, what it came down to is, as I was watching it, I was like, I was feeling a 10, and I thought to myself, I, but I've never given a 10 can I give a 10 to this? Is this the one I've liked the most? And the answer was, yes, it's the one I've liked the most. And there's nothing I wish it was giving me that I feel like it isn't. And so, so therefore I was, I was able to give it a 10. Can you real quick, what did you score Skyfall and what did you score Casino Royale? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, okay. That's okay. (laughs) I'm I'm just curious. But Uh, not 10s. Not 10s. No, not 10s. I think, I think Skyfall was like a, I think it was an eight okay, or a nine, eight yep. or nine. Yep. Uh, and then Casino Royale, I didn't like. Casino Royale, right. that was a, there was a, because you were like, oh, this one gives me chills. This one's amazing. <laughs> it's so good. And I'm like, what is it? What are you drinking? Like, it's not that good. Right? Because it was also like, I was like, there was no naked women in the, and I was right. having that existential crisis where I was like, why do I want this so much? And it was just like, well, I think it's because We've had it for <laughs> twenty some odd other films. Right, it feels weird for it not to be there. Yeah, no, definitely. So I, don't, the... I don't remember what I gave it, but I think it was like a five or a six. It didn't score sure. well. I do remember that now. <laughs> I definitely remember. Just as a side note, with the James Bond Casino Royale, I definitely was like saying, "I feel it in my fingers. I feel it in my toes." James Bond is all around us, or so the story goes. Something like that, but. For this film, I would argue that in 2015, when this song was on the radio, in which it was, I would argue with you, I am going to, I will pick this part from you. I do think this song has a specific Bond style to it, or has a Bond essence to it, but that's just a matter of taste. I can see something different than you can see. That's just neither here nor there. I, and I've, I've had a very different experience I've known some things going ahead of these films that I've kind of been playing in the back of my mind. So like when I would score Quantum of Solace or when I'd score Casino Royale, whether it be the villain or the Bond song, I knew in the back of my head what was coming. So I would gauge things and score and say, I would go, okay, I know that this is coming. So right now I'll give this a score because I'm reserving this for that score. I went into this, I went into this thinking it's probably not a 10. It's not Casino Royale. I thought it would be about a nine. When I watched it, I did downgrade it to an eight. So an eight, a very respectable score. Um, For some reason, just when I was watching it, it didn't hold up quite as a nine like Skyfall. But I do think the song is fantastic. Very Bond-esque. The montage, the flashbacks of Vesper and Mr. Silva are magic. Like oh magic. everybody, Lashif is oh, in there. Like it's it's magic. it's a whole montage of it's of everything we've gotten from Daniel. Wonderful. Craig. So it's a very strong eight. And if we were having a brisk cup of coffee, I would probably say sure, maybe a nine. 
but I will give it an eight and I will be confident that I can live with that. So an eight out of 10. Sure. Uh, One-liners, what do you got? I actually have a few. We've taken a break. I've got some that I loved. So, all right. um, Not all from James Bond, believe it or not. Um, I loved when um, M was confronting C and they were, M was going to arrest C and C says, bring me in like on what grounds? And when badass Q or sorry, badass M says, poor taste in friends. I was like, oh yeah. Poor taste in friends. Oh yeah. Because because mm. C instantly gets it. C's like, ah shit. (laughs) Yeah. <clears throat> um, the other one was like literally three seconds later where, uh, C tries to pull a gun on M and, yep. and then again, badass M says, and now we know what C stands for careless. careless. And he's like holding the bullets in his hand. I was like, Oh yeah. Just like, but Zam, like get him. Woo. So, so two thoughts about this scene. One is one of sure. my favorites also happens in this scene. Oh, um, okay. It's when uh, it's when he shuts all his computers down. Okay. And um, because at, up until this point, like it, it was revealed earlier that C's monitoring MI6 agents, and M's like, sure. "Are you are you watching MI6 <laughs> agents?" And C's right. like, "I'm I'm I we watch everybody, right?" Mm. And so, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> Uh, so then, yeah. So then, M M looks at C in this scene and says, "It's annoying being watched, isn't it? Right? Mm. Like it's just like this. Uh, yeah. We're just doing what you did to us thing." Yeah. Um, so that's good. The other th- that is, is good. yeah. When he said, and you know what? I knew it wasn't going to happen because uh, <laughs> c- it's just like it's it would be reflected in the rating. I don't know if they could get away with this in a Bond film. I don't know if I would have wanted them to get away with it in a Bond film. Okay. But when he said, "Now I know what C stands for." It's like uh, time slowed down and I had a lot of time to like think this whole process through in my head before he answered. And I'm thinking to myself, no, you're not going to say it, are you? You're not going to. I mean, I mean, he is. It's it's you'd be well within your right to say it. But are you seriously about to drop the C word on us? And he didn't. And he didn't. He went with careless, which uh, is is a cool line. Yep. It's a cool line. It's it for me because the other thing had popped into my head. It mm-hmm. wasn't as big of a oh snap moment. Sure. Right? It wasn't it wasn't as big of a mic drop mm. moment. Um and you know what? I don't it would have been a very <laughs> bold thing for them to do and I think sure. ultimately I'm glad that they didn't. Yeah, I but, think so too. Yeah. But I don't think I would have complained either. I I don't think I would have been like, "Ah, I don't like M because because of this, it would have been like, oh boy, this film's got balls. And that yep. would have been, you know, but yeah. yeah. Um, I've got one more quote. <clears throat> it is James Bond this time. It was when they were in the okay. Alps or wherever, I think it was the Alps at that clinic. And there were two security guards on him. He like throat punches one. And then I think like punches one in the abdomen, regardless, doesn't matter. And then the one that was punched, like, stands up to come closer to Bond, and Bond just, like, points at him, and he's like, no, stay. And yeah. <laughs> it's just funny. It's great. It's so good. Yeah. So good. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, you have a question for me, and I'm, I, I'm so friggin' <laughs> ready for this. All right. You've, 
you we've guessed all the 25 other James Bond films. Where do you think this film ranks on the tomato meter? Right now, the um, only spot open is 18th. 18th. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, shit. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, I'm going to say... Uh, I've ha- I have a bad track record track record with this. Okay, I'm gonna I I don't know if it's right, but I'm gonna say 18. Nailed it! You you had it Good all along. Lord, I should buy a lottery ticket. It got 63 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Of note, uh, Thunderball got a better score. Um, you only live twice. Living daylights. Oh, never say yeah, never like, say never again. Like a lot of like smut and I junk. I will go. I will go on mostly because I don't care because I'll be dead. But <laughs> if if I die first, sure. And you want to have inscribed on my tombstone? <laughs> there aren't seventeen films. There aren't seventeen better Bond films than Spectre. Then please, by all means, because I will argue that all day. Because there isn't. There aren't there, seventeen yeah. other better Bond films. No, there just isn't. Sure. Um, something before I give the final score here. Mm. Something I've thought about probably every Bond film since we started, and sure. I keep thinking to myself. I should mention that in the episode this week, and then I yep. just never, ever, 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 ever have. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really it, it would have been super appropriate to mention it in Skyfall because Skyfall was all about like the true identity of mm. undercover agents getting yep. out and this being yep. an issue. Yep. <clears throat> Obviously, an iconic line in these Bond films. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry, I'm like I'm dying here. Um, <laughs> Obviously, an, an iconic line in these Bond films is Bond introducing himself. Bond. James mm. Bond. And every time he does it, I go, oh, yeah, there's the line. And then I also immediately following that think to myself, is that not a, a security issue? Like, should we maybe, <laughs> like, you're you're in the enemy turf. Like, we're, right. you're doing some high, sneaky, sneaky, sneaky stuff here. Yeah. Like, at what point do you come up with a name other than your actual name so that you're not just constantly going, well, hi, I'm here I'd... to, <laughs> I'm here to oversee this operation. Like Mr. Beach. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, so there's the odd time that he does do it, right? But, like, most of the time, he's just like, it's Bond. Or he blows it right away, like he doesn't actually use the alias. Yeah, and you're thinking to yourself, okay, like, at this point, surely everyone who, like, all of the major player dicks of the world must know (laughs) your name. Sure. Everyone's aware of you. Yeah. So stop stop flaunting that. (laughs) I don't know. Anyways, that's, that's just nitpicky. But again, you can't, I mean, you can't have a Bond film at this point where he doesn't say it, right? He just has to. Yeah, you have to. Uh, final score. So the reigning champion up until this point has is Skyfall with a nine point one. Sure, which beats out Casino Royale, which had a six point seven, mm. which was the mm. highest one prior to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. obviously, obviously, if you've been paying attention, um, this film didn't beat Skyfall for me. Sure. Which means we can say definitively 
that going into No Time to Die, mm-hmm. Skyfall is my quintessential Bond film. It's not a bad statement. It's respectable. Spector. Spector. Okay. I don't know why I said that like Dracula. Spector. Uh, Spectre gets an 8.6. Wow. Giving it second place. Okay. Uh, as far as quintessential Bond films go. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So That's 8. respectable. 6. I gave it an 8.5. Wow. Which we makes were... sense because a lot of our scores were quite similar. Yes. Um, so that means for me, number one is Casino Royale at 9.3. Yeah. Spectre is two at eight and a half. Wow. Okay. And then Skyfall. Skyfall is three at seven and a half. And the fourth place is Goldfinger at six and a half. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think Goldfinger is my, my fourth as well. Interesting. Our top four are the same. A Just little bit different, different order, order here and there, but close. But close. Which, huh. uh, again, I think speaks volumes for our ranking system. <laughs> right? That we both fundamentally got down to the same answers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, so. <laughs> we're, we're both flawed. Here, I want to run some questions with you personally. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I did Ooh, mention okay. this is the first time Blofeld was here since Diamonds Are Forever. So it was a long hiatus for him. The first question, do you agree with me? Quantum of Solace, for me, is the least favorite of the Daniel Craig years. Would you not agree it's the Deathly Hallows part one where it's like, we got Casino Royale, we got to bridge our way to Skyfall and Spectre. It's just to get to A to B. Would you you agree with that? Uh, Yeah, I would would say, I would would do you one better. Instead of saying (laughs) Deathly Hallows part one, Sure. I would say it's uh, Mockingjay Part One. Ooh, it literally much better. It yes, literally even yeah. even less actiony than like it's just like there's nothing. It's <laughs> right. literally just it's literally the first half of a film, <laughs> and then nothing. <laughs> well put, because at least Deathly Hallows Part One is bearable, um, so it's a bad yeah. comp. Because uh, everyone loves camping. <laughs> Who doesn't really? Uh, my other question for you, and I was thinking about this and I almost texted you, but we were so close to recording. I'm like, I have to just ask you on the show so everyone else can hear it. And I honestly don't know the answer to this question because we, it's been a long journey, both in time and emotional journey that we've, we've, we've changed as a result of this series. But I want to know, we were, we went into this series and you knew nothing about James Bond. You, you knew he was kind of a womanizer jerk. Um, there's some gunfights. There's some cars. There's some gadgets. You knew some things. And I, I don't want to speak for you, but I, I feel like part of this was a, an experience to expose yourself and find out what the big talk was. But I feel also it was an, an intellectual journey that you were like, hey, this makes sense. We should do this. It could be a fun or at least interesting series. But are you a James Bond fan now? Like what, if someone Ooh. asks you on the street... Are you a James Bond fan? Uh, without putting any thought into it, I would say I am ecstatic by the fact that I have two 007 pop figures on my shelf. Right. Um, and so that's, uh, you know, 
Yeah. For no other, like, I, I, I feel like that's, that's the tell right there. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, are there some shit Bond films? Yeah, absolutely. For sure. There are. Yep. Um, you know, but, you know, there's some shit Christmas movies. I'm still a fan of Christmas movies. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. There's, there's some, there's at least one god awful Bill Murray, Bill Murray movie. Uh, oh. But I love Bill Murray. <laughs> Hey, you um, know what? Ghostbusters is a good film. Don't rip it. Oh, shut up. Uh, <laughs> you know, so yeah, no, I, I I would say at the end of the day, fundamentally, I am sure I am a James Bond fan, and and you know, interesting, yeah, interesting. It, it was a rough series at times. It was. Yep. Uh, but I have zero regrets about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's fun. I I like the ability if it comes up in conversation. I like the ability to be able to truthfully claim I've seen all the James Bond movies. I've seen every one. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, and I have a list for you. <laughs> I have, and I've ranked them. <laughs> right. right. Uh, I, yeah. I I like that. I think that I think that's what I set out to do. I set out to have seen them all. Um. And I'm I'm happy that I've done it. Hmm. Cool. So. Cool. Yeah. All right. I, I would ask you, but I know the answer. You're a James Bond fan. I am. I would be very. I would be very quick to point out, like uh, like you would to other people. There's a lot of trash. I might even say I'm a Daniel Craig James Bond fan. Um, you know, there's a very very marked difference. But um, yeah, I, I guess I would say to a certain degree, but maybe with an ax- asterisk, I'm a James Bond fan, and then I, then I'd explain a bit further. Um, sure. I would never, I don't know if I'd ever watch all 26 again, but there's maybe a few select no. ones that I'd watch outside the Daniel Craig, maybe. Y- yeah. And you know what? I would say I'm a, I'm definitely a Daniel Craig, James Bond fan. I would say yes. I'm a Skyfall junkie. <laughs> I love that film. Mm. Like even just, yep. not even as a Bond film, just as a film. Right. Skyfall is, 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 was somewhat formative for me. I think as a as a film fan, which you know what, as the at the age of you know, like in eight days, I'll be uh, I'll be twenty eight. Um, Dang. And and so at this like at this point in life, to be seeing films that are forming who I am as a film fan, sure. it's they're f- fewer and far between, fewer and further between than when I was younger. Right. Um, but I think this one stands out. This is a gem. It's a diamond in the rough for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'd so. agree. Yeah. All right. Do some, do, do what you do, man. Perfect. Do do. Well, I don't everyone, think we can say do the do. I think that's copyright. Don't. Just do, yeah. do the housekeeping. <laughs> everyone, please check out our links below. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Like, follow, subscribe. Check out our Patreon and merchandise page. You can help support the show. Pay some bills. Um, if you're not at that level of support, no worries. Thank you so much for listening. Um, even just leaving a like or a comment, we love hearing back from you. And um, until we review No Time to Die, goodbye regarding James Bond. Goodbye. Yeah. And and like legit, we're we're in the process of doing some trying, hoping, wanting to do some some big upgrades that will make the show easier for us to do, will help deliver a better product to you. Mm. Um, will make it infinitely easier to bring guests on the show, like infinitely easier, mm. 100% easier. Um, 
And so, yeah, so really, really looking forward to to that prospect. Uh, and honestly, a dollar a month, a dollar a month is is a total, total boost to us. Um, mm-hmm. So if you can, then then please do. Um, mm-hmm. and, and remember, if you're wanting to hook up with someone you just met, the best route into their pants is to claim that you've killed one of their loved ones. <laughs>